Hi, I'm Jessica Lindbergh, and this is the HeartStrong Podcast, where we dive into all the messiness that life has to offer, the joyful, the difficult, and the beautiful. As a mom and woman who's faced tragedy, I want to share stories of hope, resilience, and purpose. Join us for a conversation about what truly makes us HeartStrong. On today's podcast, I'm sitting down with Kelly McKee Zyphen, co-founder of Little Minis, Alliance of Moms, and Heart Mom Too. We were watching that HeartStrong video, which Lily goes, I want to be in that. And I was like, maybe one day. And then she says, you know, it's so funny, Mama. And she's like giggling. And she goes, you know, I'm confused. I said, what are you confused about? I'm confused because am I supposed to be sad that my heart didn't work right and I needed this thing? Am I supposed to be sad about that? Because I'm kind of happy about it. And I was like, check, parenting complete. <laughs> like, good night. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to chat with this LA-based mama and hope that her story of family, creation, and community will inspire this community too. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, so for our listeners who haven't met you yet, could you just tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Kelly McKee Siphon, and I live in Los Angeles with my almost eight-year-old twins. Um, I have a boy and a girl, George and Lily. Lily is my heart warrior babe. And I own a, a little girl's clothing company called Little Minis. In addition to that, I am a co-founder of a nonprofit, well, it's under the umbrella, I should say, of a nonprofit called Alliance of Moms. Um, we support the pregnant and parenting foster youth here in Los Angeles. And, you know, I'm a wife and twin mama running around, so I juggle the real life stuff. You're doing it all. Well, I have been so inspired by all the things that you've created, but I'd love to know how you started Little Minis and, you know, just a little bit about that journey. Yeah, sure. I um, I actually started, I, I no longer have have my, my business partner any longer, but the two of us started it um, early on when our she has one daughter and our babes were the same age. I think they were around six months. And I had actually, before I started this company uh, and before the twins, I was in um, grad school for social work. So I was going into my second semester of grad school when I found out I was pregnant with twins. And that was a real surprise. So I pulled out of grad school um, and became, you know, in it with with parenting. And but I hit that six month period where I was sort of seeing the light again, and I wanted my creative, uh, you know, my my bug was itching, and I just really wanted to to do something creative. I really love art and creating things, and I had been in fashion for a very long time. Um, so I you know, we, we sort of thought, why don't we just try to start something together? We'd never been on the manufacturing side or any of that stuff, but we, we had time on our hands, you know, with, with, if their babes were sleeping, we would work on on little ideas. And we sort of just came up with this idea to have a little girl's romper line. It started out as a romper line. And then we kind of built, built out from there. We started very, very small. Um, and, and yeah, and it just was something that we were able to use our creative juices and it brought us together and um, and then it just built from there, got bigger and bigger. That's awesome. So when did you start it? How long have you had it? Uh, about six years. About six years. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I love how you talk about, you know, being a mom and being an entrepreneur. And it's like, it's, 
cool that we can bring those things together, but it's not always easy, right? And so I'm just wondering like how you manage that or how you've kind of created those compartments in your brain. I think other moms would love to learn from you about how you do that. I know it's something I wrestle with as well. Um, I think, you know, I've always been, this is maybe just like my personality in general, but I've always been like a multitasker and I felt like being hit with being a mom, I, it was like a heightened sense of multitasking. Um, but I was missing something in, in, you know, I, I, I was, I felt like I was giving and giving and giving of myself to everybody else. And I really was seeking something for myself and I needed to carve out that space for myself in order, I guess, just to be more complete and more happy within even just our family unit. So I, I made sure whether that was one hour or two hours a day, I gave, you know, I gave that to myself. I asked for help. I made sure that I I could have that space and time for myself. And it just made me, you know, much happier, probably a better mom. (laughs) This has been the craziest year. And now we're heading into the holidays and we're all asking ourselves, what the heck are we going to buy the people we love? Well, I don't know about you, but I want to share something with my friends that makes a difference. Surprise someone you love with a sustainably made Heartstrong sweatshirt or a made-for-this necklace. We have a great new holiday collection coming at the Four Heart Shop full of inspiring words and stylish clothes. Remind someone in your life or in your community that they are doing a great job. And everything that the Four Heart Shop puts out supports the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. So you're getting something really cool and you're totally making a difference. You can head over and visit fourheartshop.com at F-O-U-R-H-E-A-R-T-S-S-H-O-P.com or click on the link in our show notes because the words we wear make a statement about who we are and what we believe. And I totally can relate to you. And I will say a lot of times that even the work that I do is kind of, it's so life-giving to me because I am also a multitasker, but I need that creative space. And I, I do think sometimes as women, especially when we're moms, like we just, there's this guilt thing that we have to always be giving to our kids or giving to other people. But I love how you said you gave that to yourself. And I think that that's so important for mothers to claim for themselves. Yeah. I also have, you know, an amazing husband who told me very early on, I mean, even when we were dating, I remember, um, cause I was, you know, juggling, I was doing fashion, I was modeling and I was in school cause I re- it was really important to me to finish school. And I remember him saying, you know, you are the most important person if you, you know, to everybody's like around you. So, you know, if you're not running on, if you're running on empty, we're all running on empty, especially with the kids. So he said, you know, you have to, like, if you feel like whatever your arm hurts, like you go to the doctor because it's, it's you who has to be whole in order for all of us to be whole. So I really took that to heart. And I think that's been, you know, driving my mental well-being um, for quite some time. Yeah. And I think having, I mean, I'm also have a similar partner to you and my husband, and he's very encouraging of me being who I'm created to be, you know? And I think that I realize what a gift that is and giving that to one another, you know, as partners, I think is something that, um, yeah, I realize that I'm also very thankful for. So he sounds like an amazing guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you also um, created the Alliance of Moms, which yeah. I'm wearing my Mother Up t-shirt right oh, now. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I put it on today. I'm like, I have to wear this. And I just, I, 
I would remember when that came up, I think it was on Instagram. I'm like, I'm totally buying that shirt. I love everything about it. So tell us about the Alliance of Moms and like how you started that. Yeah, of course. So we, um, there's, it was a, you know, a group of women, uh, friends that came together and, you know, we're under the umbrella of the Alliance for Children's Rights. So if you don't know what that is, it's, it's this incredible nonprofit in Los Angeles that, um, serves, basically they help, um, they provide free legal service for kids in foster care. So, and then they also do, I mean, it goes, the list goes on for what they do. And the girls that started Alliance of Moms, we sort of have always been involved in Alliance for Children's Rights in some way or the other. So two of us um, in particular have husbands at a a law firm who really support uh, this organization. And so we got involved in many different ways, but we were all parents at the same time. And I think there was a conversation about how, I mean, deep gratitude for being able to ask for help. And, you know, we, we felt, we joined this, like we actually created this mommy group for each other. And, you know, I lost my, my parent, both my parents, and I really leaned in on these women, um, you know, to ask questions. And some of them already had kids, but some of us were the first time parents. I certainly was the only one with twins in the group, but I just, I felt like I had a, you know, a, a huge support system with these women And as we sort of stuck together and started talking and we were involved in this other organization, we, we thought, gosh, you know, there's like pregnant or people who are like, are, you know, kids basically who are parents in the foster care system. So they're already in the foster care system. And then on top of that, they're either about to have a child or they already are a parent and who do they get to ask questions to? Mm -hmm. And so that to me really hit hard because obviously I didn't have my parents. And so why, why did I get to have, you know, these special classes or, uh, you know, this immense privilege to reach out to, you know, these women anytime I wanted to, and trust me, it was a a lot of times Mm -hmm. that I had to do that. So, um, you know, we all kind of had different reasons for why that was my personal reason. And, and so we, we thought we would just like raise a little bit of money at first in like the backyard. We did like a a backyard barbecue sort of situation. And then it grew from there. It just, we each decided we would invite one friend to a dinner table and talk about how we could, you know, maybe make a little bit more money for the foster youth and it just built. And then we went into the Alliance for Children's Rights and we gave them a presentation. We said, you know, we think that there is a, a real, a, a great need, which is, I think in any sort of, you know, nonprofit, if you want to start one, um, you know, really finding a gap that hadn't been filled yet and a real need for these girls or dads because, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're part of the system too. And so we came up with the idea of doing a, it's the, the giant, you know, we had like a giant play date and then, you know, all these like different programs, raising foodies. And we sort of gave them practical tools, like gave them workshops. We did like a giant, essential, essentially a giant mommy and me day where we brought like education and into their lives and helped them and guided them and gave them tools. And, um, and it just, it just grew from there and we have volunteers and, you know, it's a membership based community. So they pay a fee for the year, but that goes directly into the programs that we create. Um, and it, and it built into this beautiful community of, of women in Los Angeles and men who are parents themselves who know how hard it is. Wow, that is incredible. I what strikes me 
in listening to you say that it was just like the power of an idea and the power of people coming together, you know, to like do something that's bigger than themselves. And I just think that is, it's so powerful and it's so beautiful to, yeah. to hear you say that. Oh, thank you. I mean, look, I think we all have it in ourselves. We all want to do good and it's intimidating the, the, you know, the landscape sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to articulate what it is that we, we want to do. And sometimes it's just getting the necessary steps to do that. And so, you know, we were lucky because the nonprofit had already been established, but you know, that, that didn't mean that the work we had to prove that that space, that gap needed to be filled and how we were going to do it and raising money and building a community. And it was, you know, a, a lot of work to do that too. But, um, I think it's, it's all doable when you really want to do it. And look, it took five of us and then it took mm-hmm. 10 of us and then it took 20 of us. So it just, it started small. I think that's also key, even in little minis business or, or this, this, it's really like, don't forget that starting small is, and steady is, is the way to go. You know? I love that because it's so, I know I'm a big picture thinker and I'm always having all these ideas of things to create. And it's really fun to do that, but I think it's also like super important to remind ourselves exactly what you said. Like you've got to start small and you've got to just be consistent and build and you just never know what you can come up with or what you can create. And so it's just that, I mean, we sometimes we don't start, right? Because we're just afraid we don't know what to do next, but we always figure that out. Always figure it out. And that, that goes back to even like, you know, being in positions of like, challenges or any of that stuff that I know we'll talk about today, but it's, you know, I actually am not the big picture thinker. Mm. I'm the person who thinks about the moment and how to, you know, what are the, what are the, you know, what can I do now in this moment to help, help the next, my, the next foot that I'm about to step. So I, I, I like to start small, you know. I love that. I think that it's, I'm just so inspired by that story and by what you've created. And I can only imagine what you've given to those girls and those women in that situation. And it's probably a lot of hope, which we all need. And I just, that's I just think, so amazing. I think it's also good, a good perspective to know that like what they've given to me too, you know? Yes. Like, so it's a, it's a mutual, it's a mutual feeling. I've, I've, I haven't had the, the easiest childhood and and to be able to sit in the space together sometimes knowing that we've been through it together and that's also parenting i mean it's yes. really refreshing to be like did you know your baby sleep tonight and like how did that happen you know we're all on the same page so mm-hmm. and i think that's such a good point that you made that when we give to other people we also receive so oh, much yeah. you know it's never a one way street mm-hmm. yeah so you have two beautiful twins. Um, They're just adorable. And your daughter, Lily, you know, she has a special heart and found out she needed a pacemaker. Can you share a little bit about that journey as a heart mom? Yeah. Um, I did not become a heart mom until Lily was two and a half years old. Um, I actually was at a different pediatrician's office um, for a long time. And I felt in my, just in my gut that I wasn't at the right place, that things were always like, things just went missed. Like it just, nothing ever, 
I felt was caught or watched or, you know, but that was also like my heightened crazy mom feeling too. (laughs) And so I felt like, oh, I don't know. Everything just keeps, it's just not right. And my husband finally said, you, you know, you keep saying this, but you're not doing anything about it. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go interview another pediatrician's office. And I met two different people and this, I, I ended up meeting this incredible woman named Anessa Grimberg. She's now our doctor. And I just, I loved the whole practice. I loved the energy of it. I thought, you know what, this is right. I should have just followed my intuition. I'm so happy I'm here. And, you know, I think it was like two weeks later, Lily was not feeling well. And she had kind of like the flu, but like it just lingered for a long time. And I I was a little nervous to go see Anessa, you know, being my first time, but I thought, oh, just here we go. Like we'll go in. And I get there and unfortunately she couldn't see me right away, but another doctor came in, Dr. Alex, and she listened to Lily's heart and everyone was a little quiet. There was a couple of nurses that came in and they were quiet. And then they went and got Anessa and she came in. She's like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't see you right away, but like, you know, I'm here now. And she was (laughs) extra nice. And there was, you know, more listening. And and then she just said, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's something we think something's going on with Lily's heart and we wanted to send you to children's hospital today. Um, the other main doctor in the office has already called. They're expecting you. And I thought, what, like, what do you mean? Um, so I, she just said her heart rate was really low. And so I said, okay, I was, you know, spinning out of control. I, I was like, I have to get her fed before we get there. Cause <laughs> hospitals always take too long. And I was sort of just like practical mode and we got there and she did some scans and tests and somebody came in and said, you know, your daughter has what's called a third degree heart block in simple terms. It's where the top doesn't communicate to the bottom. Her lump thump is not the same as ours and she'll eventually need a pacemaker. Hmm. And my husband was with our son and not there with me. So I was just digesting this information And they said, you know, it's so strange to me because I'm looking at your daughter and she's like basically bouncing off the walls. And what's I'm looking at this file and I'm looking at her and it just doesn't match. Like she should be very, very like sick and very like Mm -hmm. lethargic. And I'm just not seeing that. And I said, well, how long has this been going on? And they said, you know, she could have been born with it and it just wasn't caught early. Um, we don't know. It could have been a virus that attacked her heart at some point. Um, so he just basically said, you guys get to go home and tomorrow there's like a, you know, electro specialist doctor who's going to call you and he's going to explain to you what a pacemaker is and what that would be like. So I was able to sort of digest in a, in a, for me personally, for my mental, uh, health was just like step by step. And I was sent to my doctor's office to get tests to see if like, it was something I, she had like birth or if I'd given it to her in utero, um, which all came back negative. And then, you know, little by little, it was six months of, of monitoring her, watching her. There was a number he didn't want it to hit. So, um, you know, we didn't know exactly when she was going to get it. So that was six months of a lot of, uh, sleepless nights. Um, you know, her heart would rate would drop 
tremendously at night and sometimes it would skip. Um, so it got, we, we were about to go on a trip, which we are, we are a adventurous family and we sort of never slow down. So, um, I called him, I said, you said to act normal. And he said, I think we're like going to Costa Rica or something. And he was like, no, no, <laughs> not, that's not happening. Um, and he said, can you come in one more time? I just want to check her heart rate one more time. And I said, okay. So I, we went in and it was the number he, it was one number less than what he didn't want. So he mm-hmm. performed her heart, her pacemaker surgery on his birthday and super successful. She actually has a, a baby pacemaker. So she doesn't have the one she really needs. It was just something that we needed to give her at the time. It has one lead. It doesn't have two, which she's supposed to have. Um, but it's been incredible, this piece of equipment. And we call it a supercharger. And <laughs> I love that. I, I brought her like the day of surgery, I brought her a cape and like, you know, I said, we're putting a supercharger in you. And so she, I mean, this is like something she truly believes um, in herself. So, you know, we're going to get another pacemaker. We get one every 10 years apparently, but we're supposed to, we were supposed to get one this year and we check, you know, we go visit the hospital every six months, but we checked and, and he says, this thing is going to keep going for another couple of years. Like we're really lucky. Um, and we check it every month at home. We send in, it's incredible. We, we, we get the check here at, at home and we send it in and he looks at it and we visit the hospital every six months for other scans to make sure it's okay. But yeah, I mean, we, we, a, a superhero was born. And she's living a full life, which I love. I love to watch that. So going through this with her, I know you're involved with CHLA. Like, tell me how that came about and, you know, how, what that's been like to be involved with other families in the heart community there. Yeah. I think for me, um, what I think is important, whether that's like, you know, with little minis and the community that was built out of that or Alliance of Moms, which is, I like the word community a lot. Like that's mm-hmm. like those, those making those connections and, and nurturing just a positive self view of all of it is really important for me. Um, I don't think anyone can do things alone, quite frankly, or I don't think, I don't think they should. Um, and so I, I went in, I took a, I actually took a tour of children's hospital before she did her surgery um, I met Dr. Bar Cohen, who is her doctor, who's just, I, I just worship this, this person. And, um, and I took a tour. I actually got to see the cath lab and how it worked. I think mm-hmm. that, that took me back a little bit. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but I felt empowered. I appreciated so much that children's hospital, you know, each, each floor I went to, somebody else met me and said, well, if this happens, this is where she would be. And if this happens, this is where she would be. And really gave me like the groundwork of like, almost like a, a second home for her. Cause this mm-hmm. is what she'll have to, she'll have to be and come a lot. So I so appreciated that, that aspect of it. And I met these like two women who had more women had started the heart ambassador program there, but I met with them and they just, you know, one of the nurses called me a heart mom and I went, Ooh, heart mom. What is that? You know? And all of a sudden I was like, Ooh, I, I like being part of this there. I'm not alone. It just felt like I'm now in this like 
like warm encompassing heart basically. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just beating in children's hospital. And I just felt, I felt at ease. And so I, I wanted to get more involved with children's hospital because it was helping me manage that feeling that I was having of, I, I just needed, I just needed, I needed someone to walk it with me. And mm-hmm. so the heart ambassador program I got really involved in, I would go, you know, there was like a heart Tuesday and I would deliver bags full of goodies with other heart ambassadors. And we would knock on the doors in the hospital rooms. And I would just say, Hey, I'm a heart mom too. And I just wanted to give you a little love and, you know, uh, some snacks and things that you may need. And, you know, we're here down the hall if you need us. And it just, the smiles on their face, the warmth, the community, it just felt, it felt beautiful. So I just wanted to be more and more a part of it. So we, I tied it in with little minis and we do a, a heart dress every year and the money goes to Bar Cohen's research. Um, yeah. And I just felt like I, I need the, I need, I think we all need each other. And it's, it's been a beautiful, look, I get to meet you guys, <laughs> you know, it's like sharing stories. I loved what you said too. It's like helping families that, that come after us. And if we're able to like walk a little lighter and straighter and braver together, it's like, that's a beautiful mission. What's a gift that every heartstrong mom is going to love this holiday season? Wine. I'm a red wine gal, and I gotta tell you about One Hope Wines. They combine two things that I love, wine and giving back. They have amazing choices like a Cabernet Sauvignon or a California Rosé. Not only is their wine delicious, but their wine gives back, and that's what I love about it. Every bottle of One Hope Wine makes an impact in causes around the world. Like, they've built a school in Guatemala, and they have funded over 190,000 vaccines to end diseases. In fact, they've donated over $5 million by sharing wine and giving hope. And here's what's in it for you. When you become a preferred customer, you can earn points every time you shop, and then they can be redeemed for discounts, or you can use your points to donate to a cause that you love. So head on over to onehopewines.com, O-N-E-H-O-P-E-W-I-N-E-S.com to give a gift that gives back. You know, I know that when I was early on in my journey with Ethan, like I never really thought about the fact that I was like standing on the shoulders of other people, you know, that I got to, he experienced all he did because of all the brave people that came before me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, we, we get to do that for one another, you know, and then people get to come after us and then people get to come after us. And I just think that concept to me, like makes us realize or makes me realize like how much we belong to one another and need one another. You yeah, know? absolutely. I will also say too, as, as that community, I know like even through, like through social media and stuff like that, yep. just being able to connect with each other. Um, you know, I had initially reached out cause I was like, I think I was like Googling like kid pacemaker, like Los Angeles, you know, I was just trying to mm-hmm. find some sort of somebody, anybody out there that has this, like I could find tons of people with heart, you know, heart conditions for babes, which I thought, what? Like I was so out of the loop on how many kids, you know, have heart conditions or are born with heart conditions. I just couldn't believe it. So like, as I kept diving in, but the, but the problem, the double edged sword, I guess I would say is like, you know, I went into Facebook and I started putting in like kids heart and it went, Mm -hmm. and I kept seeing all these 
like sad stories people mm-hmm. you know and it was the it was like a weight and a heaviness to it which obviously we have to share those those parts to this in order for us all to understand we can survive it but i really thought to myself okay i'm now going to use social media and i'm going to find a community and i'm going to i'm going to hopefully build a community around my super lily to show people that we can walk and have these difficult moments and survive them, but we can do it laughing and have fun Mm -hmm. and motivate each other. Like I have people sometimes write me that's like, Oh my gosh, she's, you know, skiing blacks already. Like, or she's (laughs) surfing. And I'm like, trust me, I hold my breath, (laughs) but like, I, I, I refuse. And same with Dr. Barcone. I'm like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to like, we're here in Hawaii right now. We're going to go to Hawaii. She like really wants to do surf camp and he's like, go for it. I won't, I refuse to let her stop. So I really wanted to share the message that I know the internal process of a mom, but we're also here to show them that this is bigger. And, you know, I try to always look for the, the, the gratitude and the, and the way that, you know, we can all, I don't know, overcome the challenges and adapt and, um, sort of embrace it. Like it was so cute yesterday, <laughs> Jessica, that we were watching that video, the Heartstrong video, which literally oh, yeah. goes, I want to be in that. And I was like, maybe, <laughs> I was like, maybe one day. And then she says, you know, it's so funny, mama. And she, and she's like giggling and she goes, you know, I'm confused. I said, what are you confused about? I'm confused because you know, am I supposed to be sad that my heart didn't work right? And I needed this thing. Am I supposed to be sad about that? Cause I'm kind of happy about it. And I was like, check parenting complete. Yes, <laughs> like, good night. I, love that. I love that. You know, that was one of the things that when we, so Bowen Hammett came and performed at, we do a, a fundraising event in Boston every year and came and we were talking after it and I'm like, let's do something for heart month. They're like, okay. You know, so just kind of this idea that we had and, um, but I wanted it to be something that was joyful yeah. and that had a lightness to it and that showed the beauty and the amazing parts of these kids and that wasn't just because I agree with you and you and I have very different stories as far as being heart moms. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that that has been one of my personal missions, even through the foundation. Ethan had a very difficult journey, but I'm going to tell you, like, we had so much fun. We were always like, he loved to perform, like had a horrible singing voice, but he used to put on concerts for people. And he we always like brought the joy mm-hmm. because I think that it's so easy to live in the sadness. Like if you can pull yourself in there, but there is so much joy to be had and we're here to thrive and to live and to experience love. You know, I, I just think that's what we're here for. And so it's like, that's always a balancing thing that I, mm-hmm. I think about a lot, but it's something that it's my personal mission to, that's what Heartstrong is all about. It's like growing through the challenges of our lives. That's, that makes us powerful, I think. And that's what I want people to know that they can do too. Yeah. And look, I, you know, I check in with her all the time. I want her to be proud of what's going on. And, but you know, Mm -hmm. she's, she's, she's going to be a, you know, a woman that's going Mm -hmm. to be something she thinks about. She thinks about it now, like, you know, her scar and because she has a smaller pacemaker, it doesn't protrude like the one she's Mm -hmm. going to get. So we talk a lot about that and I make sure her doctor talks to her. So what also about her pacemaker is it tests itself 
uh, multiple times a day. So her, her heart will rev up to make sure it's still working and her arm twitches. And it's, you know, it's these things that in her, I, I, I find gratitude in the fact that she was very young. So she feels like this is her normal now, but Mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I will sit in the worry and that those kinds of things for her, but I won't show that to her. I want her to feel you know, we talk about how scars are beautiful and how mm-hmm. there's so many different people who have so many different things that, you know, they're also, un- that makes them unique and beautiful. So yeah, it's our, for- it's a forever challenge for us. It's a forever conversation, but we make it really positive. Yeah. I love that. I love the way that you're approaching that. I'm always interested in resilience of the human spirit, just just what you were talking about. So what do you feel gives you strength and resilience when you go through difficult times or just even as you're navigating motherhood? Yeah. Um, well, I would say I'm going to keep saying community and I'll, I, mm-hmm. I, I find, you know, I find that when I reach out and I, and I have those connections, um, that helps, but I, I will also say like, you know, I don't know that we're necessarily, you know, born with resiliency, you know, we, we build it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I believe in like the bounce, the bounce back effect. Like I like to recover quickly and move forward. And I, I, I do think that for me personally, like I stay close to those feelings. I, I I think that resiliency really rests in your reaction to things. And I sort of operate in the capacity of like, what's going, what is this like going to teach me mm-hmm. and how can I help others in this like challenging situation? And I, I, I just operate that way. So I like kind of adapt a strategy around it. And, and then I lean in on my like relationships and I ask for help when I need help. But I, I do find that you know, community and moving forward and bouncing back is something I just I focus heavily on. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just like you said, it's like learned. So when we do that, we get sort of like muscle memory of how to do it for the next time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't sit in the challenges, like this could be a whole other podcast about my son getting bitten by a viper snake a couple of years ago, but, oh um, the, you know, when that happened to me, my re- I had already been through Lily's, you know, situation. And so I had, I had resiliency. I had the, ch- I had the knowledge and the, the base, I think of, okay, I had something really difficult mm-hmm. personally from like, as a mother, my child had something very difficult that she had personally. Now my mm-hmm. other child has something difficult. So like, where are the, what tools do I have to access to get that out? that I can get through this next challenge. Like what did mm-hmm. I learn from that last time? And, um, and I think patience and, and, you know, embracing that mentality of like, I'm not going to wish for anything different because I'm, this happened. So mm-hmm. let's stay in it. Let's stay close to the feelings and, and sort of persevere and, you know, move forward. What, you know, mm-hmm. using folk, I guess, focus on what you can control. Yeah. Being in the moment where you are and and moving forward. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you use like Instagram so beautifully. I love following you and the things that you post and you have such great style. 
Um, in fact, I have to tell you, you had posted this thing. I think you had some girlfriends in a backyard yeah. and you did like this thing. So I totally screenshotted that and like sent it around to a bunch of my girlfriends. I'm like, we have to do this. And I actually did something similar in my backyard. I so love that. <laughs> you were like my inspiration for that. But, you know, so Instagram and like social media is obviously like, it's just a topic. And yeah. I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma, but um, I have. it's something that I recently watched. And I was just wondering like some of your thoughts about social media and how you use it and feel it's positive and maybe some things that you think, gosh, I wish I could change that. I wish that was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I love Instagram, but I'm also like a visual person. I love photography. I, I find, I love, I can capture stories in just like a little square. And I also love, again, you know, going back to the community aspect of things is building communities. I love like you can put hashtag pacemaker club and like, I get to see all these, you know, pacemaker families. Yeah. So I think it's a really beautiful way to connect, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, for business or whatever that is. But for me in particular, it's, me showing a life that's full, you know, look, I sometimes show things that have happened or, you know, our, some of our challenges or struggles, or I'll show like Lily at the, at children's hospital or like what, what she goes through so people can kind of understand. But, um, I sort of like it as a, as an outlet of, of happiness to, to show, you know, we, what the, how we overcome our challenges, you know, that's why I renamed my Instagram for the longest time. It was Oh Hello Mommyhood, and now it's Heart Mom because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I live. I am a heart mom. And this is how I, I. It's my every day, and I want to show people, you know, the the beautiful side of it. Also, with that, with my backyard quarantine supper club. I mean, we were the whole world is going through such a horrible disconnect. You know, we're so used yeah. to being with each other all the time, and although it's you know, if you are, are looking at, for the gratitude aspect of it, it's like, look, we had to spend more time with our families. And so, you know, for, for me specifically, I was like, how can I create that and keep that community together, but doing it in a safe way? And how can I show other mm-hmm. people they can do it too? And it could, you could do yeah. it in a safe way. You don't have to be afraid. Um, so I, I sort of I, just doing those kinds of things to show, um, how to, I guess, how to live a little bit, like, just easy, just like easier. I just, I hope, I, I just like wish everyone could just, you know, live a little lighter. I, like that's my hope, yeah. my hope for it. But I will say the downside is, is, you know, hurting people's feelings. I think like, I don't like that aspect mm. of, of social media. I don't like that, you know, people can go on and say, fear of missing out or, you know, or, Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing that doesn't make me happy or, or maybe I showed a picture of Lily, you know, at the hospital and she's smiling, but I didn't show the picture of her crying, you know, like Mm. there's like aspects to it that social media only gives you the little glimpses of, of the story, you know? So, and then people will then look into how that is viewed and, you know, it's like, it's a double-edged sword. I I appreciate it. I like it for work, like little minis. I, I get to see little girls in my dresses all over the world and I get to say hello to people. And now, now they've been loyal customers for four or five years now. And I get to like watch their kids grow up. It's so fun. So fun. So fun. 
And I think, I mean, I will say I've been connected to so many amazing women because of Instagram, you know, people that are friends or you haven't maybe met them in real life, but they are truly like part of your life. And I think that is one of the beautiful parts of it. I mean, I'm meeting you, like, I, you know, yeah. I've gotten to follow you, like those things. I, to me, that's like the spice of life. And I think that there are so many good things about it. Well, I'll give you an example too. I just got, we, we just came here to Hawaii and we don't, you know, we know a few people on the Island, but, uh, I met somebody in person at like a, a restaurant that like knew a friend and I found her on Instagram in five minutes and now we like get to hang out all the time. So it's oh, like, I love that. It's kind of fun. Yeah, you're so and I love your overall message of just connecting with people in community. I think that's beautiful. And I think it's such an important reminder for all of us right now about how much we do need each other and how we need to be intentional about continuing to our community, you know, in the ways that we can right now. So I love that message that you give. It's a good reminder for me too. So I'm wondering if you can tell me like what's something, are you a podcaster? Are you a book reader? Like just tell me something in your life right now that's helping you, inspiring you or helping you find purpose. Well, because we're deep in kids' school, you know, 24 hours a day. So yeah. I, I yes. feel overwhelmed by that. I yes. I just, there's two things. I got really into like audio books, which I didn't think I'd like. And trust me, I like skip through like a lot of them because I'm like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can listen to that, you know, for eight hours, but I'll pop that in while I'm like cooking and listening to music or whatever that may be. But I also, look, I have two podcasts I love a lot and I go back and forth. I, I don't know if you've heard the Gabby Reese show, but that's, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Gabby is just like a beacon of beauty and, and health that I, I really like love and reach, you know, I, I like to go find things on her podcast. You could always find stuff actually. It's just self-care and relationships and love and parenting. I mean, she has like anywhere from like, if you haven't listened to her and her 16 year old daughter's parenting advice episode, it's awesome. But like importance of inner beauty and positive, you know, or like incorporating plant medicine into your everyday life. Like it could be like random things. And then one of my best girlfriends, Jamie Sigler has a podcast called mama said um, with one of her friends, Jenna, and it's just like a really funny, um, podcast about, you know, about it's, it's like tips and tricks and confessing your worst mommy sins and realizing you're not, you're like not alone. And, and then there's like, you know, more family time with Ziggy Marley and like surviving COVID and keeping kids safe with like a doctor. And so there's like, Love yeah, that. there's like different. So I go back, like keep back and forth, like humor and being like, ha ha ha, I'm like not alone in the world. I'm like, <laughs> can you believe your kid did that? And then I'm like, oh, my kid did that. Um, or, you know, Gabby, where I'm like, how do I function uh, and live like a good, healthy, like whether that's a mindset or whether that's physical? Like, so I like both of those. Yeah. yeah. I love those. I'm going to have to check out Jamie's. I love that. So as we're wrapping up here, I just want to thank you again for being with me today. Um, Tell me something that you do or some thought you have about how to live heart strong. Oof. I feel like that is back into the resiliency thing. I think living a positive mindset and embracing it and living with gratitude and staying close to your feelings, moving forward. I think being happy and proud um, to Mm -hmm. be heartstrong. I think that's just living with this like mentality of walking together and not apart. Um, Yeah. I think, I think it's all about helping each other and 
and picking each other up when we need it and not forgetting to ask for help, but being proud of where, where we are and those challenges and those adversities. Like, I, you know, I am who I am because of them. And so I, I walk a little straighter and prouder and braver because of it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, Kelly, you're such a beautiful soul. Thank, Thank you so you. much for your time. I love talking to you. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. for having me. Thank you so much to our guest, Kelly McKee Zyphon, for joining me on the HeartStrong podcast. You can find Kelly on Instagram at HeartMom, and you can check out her Amazon shop by clicking on the link in our show notes. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and be sure to subscribe. And a super special thank you to our producer, Allison Cohen, and our sound engineer, Jared McCammon. Join us next week on the HeartStrong podcast. This has been the craziest year, and now we're heading into the holidays, and we're all asking ourselves, what the heck are we going to buy the people we love? Well, I don't know about you, but I want to share something with my friends that makes a difference. Surprise someone you love with a sustainably made HeartStrong sweatshirt or a made-for-this necklace. We have a great new holiday collection coming at the Four Heart Shop full of inspiring words and stylish clothes. Remind someone in your life or in your community that they are doing a great job. And everything that the Four Heart Shop puts out supports the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. So you're getting something really cool and you're totally making a difference. You can head over and visit fourheartshop.com at F-O-U-R-H-E-A-R-T-S-S-H-O-P.com or click on the link in our show notes because the words we wear make a statement about who we are and what we believe.